0: Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Navajo Technical University in New Mexico says a new doctoral program will open doors to academic research to understand and improve Navajo life. NTU is the first tribal college to develop a PhD program. Once it starts this fall, it will offer advanced higher education studies into Navajo language and culture. Today we'll hear from NTU administrators about what that means and how graduates can utilize the new program in the coming years. That's right after the news.
1: A First Nation on a reserve that straddles the border between Canada and the United States has been shaken by the deaths of eight suspected migrants. As Dan Karpinchuk reports, the bodies were found in the St. Lawrence River.
2: Details are still sketchy, and only two of the victims have been identified. But the group had apparently tried to cross into the United States from Canada across the St. Lawrence River in an area where the Akwesasne Mohawk Reserve straddles the international border. The first nation borders on quebec ontario and new york state sean delude is the chief of the aquasasne mohawk police service he says eight bodies including two children have now been recovered after an overturned boat was found in the water late last week all are believed to have been att- attain- attempting illegal entry
0: into the united states from canada the circumstances surrounding the deaths continue to be investigated aquasasne mohawk police are working with immigration canada and homeland security to confirm their identities so that the next-of-kin notifications can be made.
2: Officials say the boat was too small to be able to carry safely seven or eight people. Elders at the First Nation say the St. Lawrence is always a major concern, especially with spring runoff. The current is stronger and the water ice cold. Some say they wouldn't venture out on the river until at least May. Officials say at least 80 people have been intercepted as they tried to cross into the U.S. since January. The eight victims are apparently from two families, one Romanian, the other Indian. Advocates for asylum seekers say since the closing of the irregular crossing at Roxham Road less than a week ago, desperate migrants trying to cross to either country will try more hazardous methods of doing so. Still missing is 30-year-old Casey Oakes, a resident of the Aquasasney First Nation. Police would not say if his disappearance and the bodies found in the marsh along the river are linked. For National Native News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk.
1: A grant is helping student parents at a tribal college in northwestern Montana. Eric Tegidoff has more.
3: The Aspen Institute has announced Blackfeet Community College and seven other institutes around the country have joined the Black and Native Family Futures Fund. Linda Suracine is a counselor at the school and is overseeing the $75,000 grant. She says COVID-19 hit the Blackfeet Reservation hard, and many students are grieving.
4: To be able to get good grades and all that, you need to have some peace in your life. And I always feel that. If we're not well mentally and emotionally and physically, then we're not going to be able to succeed.
3: The grant comes with technical assistance to implement programs as well. Blackfeet Community College is setting up the Native Student Parent Program, which will help young mothers with child care, food, and transportation. Racine says elders also are helping with the program. She says workshops for the young mothers include making traditional outfits for their kids.
4: We just don't want our people to lose their cultural and their traditional way of life. So it's very important that we integrate it in everything we do.
3: The eight institutions that received funding are historically black colleges and universities and tribal colleges and universities. Support for this reporting was provided by Lumina Foundation. I'm Eric Tegedoff.
1: The Institute of American Indian Arts in Santa Fe, New Mexico is adding a health and wellness management program to its academic roster. IAIA announced over the weekend the new Be Well program. Students will soon be able to earn a degree in in bee therapy. Classes include Be Here, Now Meditation, and Floral Arrangement. The program will be housed in a building named The Hive, healthy individuals vibing energetically. Construction is expected to start on the building this spring, and a full list of courses in the program will soon be released. I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
0: National Native News is produced by Kewanik Broadcast Corporation,
5: with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support for law and justice-related programming provided by Hobbs, Strauss, Dean & Walker, a national law firm dedicated to promoting and defending tribal rights for nearly 40 years. More information available at HobbsStrauss.com. Support by BNSF Railway, proudly supporting the nation's economy by moving the goods that feed, supply, and power communities across the country. More at bnsf.com slash tribal relations.
0: Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. There are three dozen tribal colleges and universities around the country. None of them have a doctoral program, but that's all set to change this fall when Navajo Technical University starts up an accredited advanced degree track in Diné culture and language sustainability. Administrators say it will bolster language preservation, but also lead to research on specific issues impacting the Navajo Nation. The new program also represents a major leap forward for Native higher education and could be a model for other tribal colleges that are looking to both increase their educational attainment and provide culturally specific academic insights to support tribal citizens. We'll hear from faculty and administrators from NTU today, and we want to hear from you, too. Are graduate-level studies on the radar for your tribal college or university? Give us a call at 1-800-996-2848. That's 1-800-99-NATIVE. Joining us now is Dr. Wafa Hoseen, a Navajo Technical University Administrator. Dr. Hoseen, welcome to Native America Calling.
4: Thank
6: you so much for having us here today.
0: Also joining us today in Crown Point, New Mexico is Dr. Colleen Bowman. She is the Provost for NTU. She is Navajo. Dr. Bowman, welcome to NAC as well.
4: Yes, good morning. Thank you for having us on the program.
0: It's wonderful to have you both and I'd like to start out by congratulating both of you as well as everybody else there at Navajo Tech on this new graduate program. Very exciting indeed. And Dr. Hossein, when did the idea for a PhD program at Navajo Tech first surface?
6: Um, Actually, With uh, President Guy in the year 2000, when he had the idea of having the first general education course in Navajo culture and then Navajo language, and ensured the fact that all incoming students, so any graduate of Navajo Technical University, uh, would have to take those uh, initial courses.
0: And about how long has it taken now to go from just an idea to actually being able to launch this new program this coming fall?
6: So uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, The university had uh, tried um, to create a Ph.D. uh, program prior to coming on board. uh, And then uh, for for whatever reason, it didn't accelerate. Uh, So we're very happy with the fact that it's been a long time and many, many years. And now uh, we are finally here at this juncture.
0: Well, give us some more details. I mean, what exactly does it take to establish a Ph.D. program from scratch?
6: Oh, so uh, t- uh, tons of work. Uh, so uh, the most important aspect is the fact that we got together with a team of the university faculty uh, and then uh, with the faculty members, uh, we met regularly. It took us uh, uh, well it took me with the faculty uh, six months. uh, from the time that we wrote all of the course syllabi uh, for the program, 66 credit hours. We ensured that it included um, the voice of the Diné community and the Navajo Nation community. So we reached out, um, what I did was I emailed anybody that I could get uh, who is uh, a Navajo or Diné person that would be able to review the curriculum. So anybody that made me any suggestions. So I emailed people throughout the United States, including Hawaii and Alaska and in uh, Canada as well. And I've got lots of scholars uh, once the curriculum was written uh, to actually uh, give us a feedback. They gave us excellent feedback. So both People, faculty internally at Navajo Technical University reviewed uh, the curriculum and the assessments, uh, as well as people outside of uh, Navajo Technical University. We got robust and a unique voice of people um, representing all uh, the varied ideas. And what we did was uh, we met as a team uh, with the uh, PhD faculty, Drs. Siri Tuttle and Franklin Sage, and then uh, we incorporated uh, those uh, feedback points uh, into edits. And then uh, we started uh, to promote the program and move uh, the program forward.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: It sounds like a really comprehensive approach. And well, tell us more uh, about the curriculum itself and what these new PhD students can expect when, when fall starts.
6: Well, uh, we're delighted uh, to actually have uh, these uh, PhD students. Uh, what's uh why this program is really important for us is the fact that it's a Doctor of Philosophy in Diné Culture and Language Sustainability. And it's designed to address the critical need for cultural sustainability and language um, sustainability as well, I I call it um, advancing language among the Navajo Nation and indigenous peoples. So we have um, a huge interest from students that are uh, part like Navajo or part Chippewa, for example, from Michigan, who graduated from really um, good universities uh, throughout the United States. But this program's unique blend of traditional Diné knowledge and then the Western research methodologies we're hoping will empower students to develop culturally responsive practices that promote the vitality and the resilience of the Diné language and culture by providing doctoral level training in the theory, practice and research of Diné culture and language sustainability. And so our program will equip students with the skills and the knowledge to become leaders in their communities and inspire a positive change on a global scale.
0: And how many students do you currently have enrolled ready to start this fall?
6: Um, Our deadline is May 1st, but uh, we have a a robust um, uh, people who are interested in the program. So uh, we have future students um, that we've given um, information to. Uh, and uh, those uh, future students um, hopefully at the university are uh, highly motivated when I talk to them uh, over the telephone and they're committed to advancing their knowledge and making a positive impact on their communities. And they come from a variety of academic and professional backgrounds from all over the United States. And then they have diverse interests also. So as a tribal university, NTU attracts Uh, PhD students who are interested in conducting research that is relevant to their Indigenous communities wherever they are uh, in the world or in the United States. Um, including issues related to language preservation, cultural sustainability, and of course, social justice. So, in terms of academic qualifications, uh, the future PhD students at NTU will have a strong academic record and uh, they come from a variety of undergraduate institutions and have all completed their master's degrees because that's um, a component, an admissions component in relevant fields. But to be successful in our PhD program, They'll need to be highly motivated and able to manage their time effectively and willing to collaborate with others. And that's something that I discuss with them at length uh, prior to coming into the program or submitting an application.
0: I'd like to bring Dr. Bowman in the conversation. Now, Dr. Bowman, what are you most excited about with this new PhD program?
4: Oh, yeah, Dr. Colleen Bowman. Bushes but I'm Colleen Bowman. I'm Zuni. I'm born for the Red Running Into the Water People. My maternal grandfathers are the Tangled Badlands People, and my paternal grandfathers are of the Folded Arms Within His Cover People, and that's how I'm known as a Navajo woman. I am so excited about this learning opportunity for our students, for our Navajo people to be able to have a PhD that focuses on our culture and our language and the, the drive to sustain all of these types of change that is coming towards us and being part of an academic experience that can equip them with all the tools necessary to engage in meaningful, culturally responsive, culturally respectful, research is just so amazing. You know, I can talk about NTU and it's, its humble beginnings. From 1979, when the Navajo Nation said, we need to have a skills center to help our people learn how to have this, the necessary skills to address high unemployment, they created the Navajo Skills Center. From 1979, we stepped into the, the role of being a skills center and then turning into Crown Point Institute of Technology. And then we decided, hey, we need to be able to exercise our our um, unique opportunities under a 1994 land grant institution designation to help us forge new pathways for our programs and our students. And then we turned into, in 2005, the Higher Learning Commission approved us to be Navajo Technical College. And from that point, everything started opening up. We started seeing ourselves as the academic place for Navajo people to get highly qualified in whatever field that they chose. In 2013, we received our designation as Navajo Technical University. So it was light years that we became what we are today. And during that same year, the Higher Learning Commission approved a Master of Arts degree in Diné culture, language and leadership. So we already knew we were headed down this path to educate the Navajo people. Our board of regents, they they redid our mission, our vision, and our philosophy. It's highly grounded in who we are as the Net people, the Net culture, language. That is what we are equipping our students with to be educated for the future in whatever roles that they want to play. And this program is going to have PhDs that come out of it that are going to be able to do curriculum development pre-K through adult learning developing the materials and the instructional the instructional materials that are necessary to empower our students they're going to be looking at ideas on how do I address health and incorporate my diné culture my diné strengths how do I do that for social services maybe I'm going to do something that will impact judicial services and what about economic development so culture and language and to sustain that going into the next generations is so powerful. It's empowering for, for me to look at this and say, wow, look Dr. What we're Bowman,
0: doing. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to uh, go to a break right now, but, um, please, we're going to give you plenty of time to continue these thoughts. Thank you for giving us such a robust history uh, of the institution there. And it sounds like this PhD program is really just a logical, uh, Evolution. when you go back to 1979 and how the school was started. We're going to take a short break, but we will be right back to talk more about this new PhD program. After decades of pressure by indigenous groups, the Vatican formally renounced the doctrine of discovery. The Catholic Church had already abandoned the 15th century decree, but it continued to drive oppressive colonization. We'll find out what that new action means and get perspective on the doctrine's repercussions throughout history. That's on the next Native America Calling.
4: Yate, if you are age 45 years or older, it may be time to talk with a healthcare professional about colorectal colon cancer screening. Medicare, Medicaid, and the Marketplace have you covered. For more information, visit healthcare.gov or call 800-318-2596. A message from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services.
0: Thanks for tuning in today to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. A college on the Navajo Nation now offers a doctoral degree in Navajo culture and language. We're hearing about the evolution of Navajo Technical University. Call in to join our discussion, 1-800-996-2848. That's 1-800-996-2848. Let's hear now from the president of Navajo Technical College. Our producer, Andy Murphy, talked earlier with Dr. Elmer Guy, who says developing a Ph.D. program takes vision, dedication, and follow-through
7: we did it over time, you have to really work with with faculty and the community, tribal leaders and elders to really get um, a good, comprehensive look of what the degree can provide. At the beginning, um, I presented to the faculty that for the general education requirements, if um, one class could be a required course or an elective, that we all debated that, and then they all agree that we will make that a um, a required course. The initial uh, step was to try to get interest and to have everyone support Navajo studies here.
4: What were maybe some of those first conversations or ideas focused on when you guys um, decided, hey, we should turn this into a doctorate program?
7: when we're talking about a doctoral degree, we realize throughout Navajo that we are losing the um, the people that speak Navajo language or not having a good understanding about the culture. The value of those are very critical. And so we looked at, um, you know, where will Navajo education be 50 years from now, for example, and we need to really, bill or education sovereignty. And so, having a PhD degree really uh, strengthens the education sovereignty for the Navajo Nation because you prepare professionals and that is trained and and a level that will be respected by a lot of people. I think it really carries a lot of weight and um, a lot of interest and a lot of value
0: That was Navajo Technical University President, Dr. Elmer Guy, speaking with producer Andy Murphy. Back to Colleen Bowman now, and Dr. Bowman, we had to take a quick break there, but please tell us more about how establishing this degree program uh, is going to, to benefit not only the university there in Crown Point, but the whole Navajo Nation.
4: Thank you for that, and I get so excited when I talk about my university This is something that I wanna recapture the words that Dr. Guy spoke, it's educational sovereignty. And the graduates from this PhD program will have the tools necessary to make profound impact on every social, emotional, academic facet of Navajo life. They will be able to enter into whatever program that they want to go into and have influence because they're taking the language and the culture into those settings and indigenizing it, making it Navajo, making sure that our children from for seven generations to come will know that being able to speak your language and know your culture are of Mm -hmm. grave importance to your survival, making you unique in the world. And so this program is just, speaking volumes of what is capable of occurring in Indian country. And we're not afraid to say, okay, we can share what the path is. We know we're, we're forging that path. We want our people on other tribal colleges and universities throughout the country to be able to follow these footprints and help make that happen for their communities, utilizing their own respective cultures and languages. And it just Mm -hmm. is so visionary, and it is a fearless step forward for Native people.
0: (laughs) I like that, a fearless step forward. And Dr. Bowman, according to U.S. Census data, fewer than 10% of Navajo adults have a bachelor's degree. So I want to ask you, do you think that this new Ph.D. program will encourage more Navajo people to pursue a college degree, even undergrads?
4: I think it will. I think it will become the catalyst for growing those populations of the associates, bachelors, masters, because they see something that they could work towards. And for me, I, I look at these young people that we get an opportunity to work with and encouraging them, saying to them, don't stop here. Uh, an associate's is not enough. Look at what you're, what, what is possible with a bachelor's what about a master's? Okay, you know what? It's doable. Here is a PhD that is designed to honor you. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is powerful.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like to go back to Dr. Hossein now. And Dr. Hoseen, um, I do want to ask uh, about tuition and fees, things of that nature, about how much will it cost students to complete this new PhD program there at Navajo Tech?
6: Um, So it's online uh, with uh, what it is uh, that we have with our regular tuition with our graduate programs and our tuition is like the lowest tuition in the entire state and possibly in the United States of America. So it's not going to be a barrier also. We're asking funding from the American Indian College Fund and the Navajo Nation Scholarship Fund to fully fund uh, these students that will be coming in. But may I go back to the issue of impact because we discussed this at length uh, while creating this program. Sure. Okay. So the elders and the scholars who helped develop the program had very high hopes that its impact and its implications will reverberate positively throughout the Diné community as a whole, influencing workforce development and diversity in our state in New Mexico and beyond. So the cultivation of this new generation of indigenous scholars was really important to them to be equipped with both the theoretical and the practical skills and the knowledge spanning both western and indigenous methodologies uh, is going to be uniquely poised with these students so that they can positively impact both within and outside Navajo society and um, possibly gain employment opportunities in the field of education, research, and community development. But in addition to the academic benefits of the program, the accreditation of the PhD program has economic and social benefits for our state and beyond. Indigenous peoples contribute significant- significantly to the cultural and the economic vitality of our state state and beyond, and by investing in their education and leadership, our state can continue to grow and thrive. So um, our professors um, explicitly stated, and it was Dr. Siri Tuttle, who's a renowned linguist um, and expert in Athabascan uh, linguistics and community-based research, and Dr. Franklin Sage, who is uh, the chairperson of the PhD program and the leading scholar of the Dina Uh, research in culture and society, clarified that the Navajo people obtaining a PhD is not just about personal success, but also about breaking down barriers and creating opportunities uh, for future generations. So the impact of this uh, program being significant means that the program's graduates will be equipped um, to teach at universities, work with indigenous communities to address contemporary challenges and promote cultural sustainability. However, we also acknowledge that although the program may be for, focused first and foremost on Dine language and cultural uh, revitalization efforts, it is, it is a generalizable uh, mm-hmm. degree enough to render valuable enough to other indigenous scholars uh, seeking to support their own people.
0: Now, I'm glad, Dr. Hossein, that you mentioned these economic benefits in terms of community and even the state uh, in which uh, Navajo Tech draws students. But I also want to ask you on a more personal level with regard to the economics, because the key motivator for an advanced degree is increased earning potential. And do you anticipate that people who complete this new Ph.D. program will benefit from higher earnings throughout their careers?
6: Well, it's my hope that um, anybody seeking a degree um, anywhere uh, in any in, in whether it's bachelor's a master's or a PhD o- always increases uh, their earning potential. Uh, it just depends what the student does with that degree. So we have students who are interested in the PhD degree because they get a salary bump uh, where they work. So if they work for the government, so if they uh, earn 30 more credits or 60 more credits, they get a salary increase on their salary grade or their sal- sal- salary level. And we also have also educators who are interested. So I have people who have a bachelor's degree and already two master's degrees, and they want this PhD so that way they move up uh, in the educational setting, either to become school superintendents, assistant superintendents, or school principals, whatever it might be, uh, in some kind of leadership opportunity as well. And a PhD opens up a lot of doors, uh, not just in educational and government settings, in industry and business and with the NGOs, non-governmental organizations and sectors and community-based organizations as well. Uh, So our hope is that our students uh, once they graduate um get a a, a a decent um salary increase uh with the phd program mm-hmm. and um they're they're able um to have a wide array of opportunities as far as um jobs are concerned as well
0: uh let's go back to dr bowman now and dr bowman we're learning now that this is uh, primarily an online program and NCU, I think like every university in the country, forced to embrace remote learning during the pandemic. What did you folks learn from that experience that has been applied to this new Ph.D. program?
4: Yes, the pandemic revealed so many deficiencies in Indian country, specifically on Navajo. But it also revealed a lot of opportunities for improving the way that we serve our students. And the online platform has just um. It, it has exploded on the reservation and you know we're trying to address the accessibility that's reliable with on um, broadband um, expansions. and I think that you know when we look at what our students are capable of learning and in that new learning modality they have been quite successful they have actually you know participated a lot more they have tried you know different different ways of accessing the knowledge and as far as the phd they should be at that level already coming into a phd program you should already have those skill sets right in your tool belt ready to go making sure that you're accessing you're signing in you're making sure that you follow all of the rules of online learning and i think it's something that will you know, open the doors for our students who have to qu- um, travel quite a distance to even get to one of our campus sites to take, take advantage of our courses. And so, you know, I think that um, it's going to be quite the adventure for them. You know, it's always better if you're learning face-to-face when you're talking about language and culture, because in my view, you're you're talking directly with another human being and having that interaction right there in the presence. And I always envisioned, envisioned, oh, these courses should be held in the Hogan, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's where <laughs> our traditional home is and that's where our teachings come from. But, you know, sometimes it can't be that, that can't be our reality. So we, we move on to the next big thing, which is our online learning. And I think that the students who come into this program Will have those skill sets. And if not, we're here to support them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Bowen, tell us more about some of the faculty members that will be teaching some of these courses as well as some of these other projects that are related to the program.
4: Well, we do have a Dinesh Studies program, a department, and we have um, faculty who are from. They're full time faculty. They're also adjunct faculty. There are cultural leaders. They're um, adjuncts that are medicine people, medicine women and men who come in and share knowledge. For the PhD program, it's really going to be Dr. Siri Tuttle and Dr. Franklin Sage, who will be leading that up. And we are looking at hiring another linguist to help support the program at the PhD level. And so You know, Dr. Hoseen is coordinating all of that effort. And, you know, I think that our faculty who come into the program have to understand that they're working in Navajo country and there is a philosophy that we follow. There is our culture and our language that we must make sure that we are relying on that foundation. We look at our philosophical teachings of Nitzaha case, which means you're thinking uh you're planning enough you're implementing see how sin you're reflecting and our students will learn that process that paradigm where they're actually utilizing those strong foundational tenets of who we are as the ne- in order to shape their learning and so you know it's it's going to be a very exciting time for faculty who are going to join and um, any of our elders who want to influence the quality of the program, you know, it, our doors are open. Again, you know, this, this program belongs to the Navajo people. So we want to invite them to be a part of it. And so I'm, I'm really hopeful. I just, I, it, now is time. Now is time.
0: Alrighty. Alrighty. And Dr. Hossein, back to you about how long is it going to take uh, this first round of students beginning in the fall to earn these new PhDs?
6: So uh, we estimate uh, four to five years to complete the 66 credits. It depends on how long the student takes uh, to complete their dissertation. And we have a dissertation team on board as well who will help them uh, facilitate them uh, going through their coursework. So uh, the coursework spans uh, about um, uh, three uh, to four years depending on how long that they traverse through the uh, diverse disciplines and the topics of study, such as qualitative and quantitative research techniques, decolonizing research methodologies. Dr. Franklin Sage, who's an expert in that, will be teaching that course. Anthropology, Dr. Wesley Thomas, who's a professor emeritus at Navajo Technical University will be teaching that course cultural studies, phonetics and phenomenology, uh, linguistics, language acquisition, language um, revitalization, language syntax, and sovereignty data management. Um, and the students are going to be exposed to ways of thinking and researching that align with the Navajo Nation's aim of revitalizing and sustaining their language and culture and helping the Navajo way of life flourish. So the program also supports, uh, and this is with the blessing of Dr. Bowman, is uh, that we uh, helped initiate the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. So it will also uh, recognize the rights of Indigenous peoples to maintain and strengthen their distinct cultural practices and traditions, as well as the university's mission which is to promote self-determination and empower our students uh, to become leaders in their communities.
0: On our show today, we have Dr. Wafa Wafahozin and also Dr. Colleen Bowman, Dr. Colleen Bowman. And we're learning all about this new PhD program there at Navajo Technical University in Crown Point, New Mexico. It is an online program and it's slated to begin. This fall will take uh, about four to five years to complete as scheduled. Over 60 credit hours can be earned in uh, Danae language and culture and other related topics. So anybody that's interested in learning more about this new Ph.D. program at Navajo Tech, give us a call. We've got our phone lines open right now. Our producers are standing by 1-800-996-2848. That's
5: 1-800-996-2848. The Indian Arts and Crafts Act protects authentic American Indian and Alaska Native artists and craftspeople and their art and craftwork. Under the act, it is illegal to market art or craftwork misrepresented as American Indian, Indian, Native American, or Alaska Native-made, or as the product of a particular Indian tribe. Reporting potential act violations can be done at doi.gov/iacb or at one 888 fake Support provided by Indian Arts and Crafts Board.
0: We're glad you decided to tune in today to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're talking about higher education today, specifically about the first tribal college to offer a Ph.D. program. Do you have a tribal college near you? What programs does it offer? Join our discussion today by calling in 1-800-996-2848. Again, that number is one 800 nine nine six two eight four eight on the line in crown point new mexico dr colleen bowman and dr bowman earlier we mentioned more than three dozen tribal colleges across the country and i'm just thinking this could be a model for some of those other institutions so um what kind of collaboration is, is occurring right now between navajo technical university and some of these other tribal colleges throughout the country
4: Absolutely, the collaboration is happening and it's been happening since we started initiating the um, the idea of creating this PhD program. We are members of the American Indian Higher Education Consortium, which is all of the tribal um, colleges and universities throughout the country. We presented at their AHEC conference and talked about, the, the, we, that's when we made the announcement that the Higher Learning Commission approved our application, and so at that point, presidents are in the room, and they're all excited, and they're all saying, you know, help us, you know, show us what needs to happen, you know. And so that conversation is happening. We also presented at the Higher Learning Commission conference this past um, last week in Chicago, and we did a workshop there, and we talked about the the PhD program and the excitement in the room. Everyone was just cheering for us and saying, help us. We want to do the same for our own people. And so the work is happening among the presidents of the colleges. And, you know, I'm so grateful that Dr. Guy, you know, he started the conversation with our, with our faculty way back when he was the vice president saying, you know, do we want to have dinner culture as part of our general requirements or should it be an elective? He posed that question to the faculty at the time, which is more important, culture or language, and both are important. And the faculty said, no, we want this as a requirement for graduation. It's written into all of our syllabi. It's part of what we do for program review. For the assessment, we ask the question, how are you taking your content area and incorporating it into um, Diné philosophy or the other way around? How are you taking Diné philosophy and incorporating it into your content. And so those kinds of conversations about that are throughout universities. And with our TCUs and the movement for tribal colleges and universities to garner that respect, that we know best how to educate our own people, utilizing the knowledge that we have, our indigenous ways of knowing and being, we now have that opportunity to realize that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're, they're having those conversations.
0: Our phone lines are open. So if you are a Native person or perhaps a Navajo person who is interested in a Ph.D., this program here at NCU, excuse me, at NCU, you might be interested in. So uh, give us a call, 1-800-996-2848, Navajo Technical University, in a new Ph.D. program if you'd like to learn more, one 800 9962848. I'd like to go back to Dr. Hazine now. And um, Dr. Hazine, you know, it's so inspiring to hear that other tribal colleges are interested in using your program, this program here that you and your colleagues have developed together uh, as a model for other PhD programs. But I would imagine one of the challenges that some of these other schools and, and even there at Navajo Technical University is just the accreditation and just the the, the higher standards and and the robustness that is required to maintain a PhD accreditation is um is that something that's going to to be continually refined and and um and dealt with as this program progresses? Just keeping that accreditation at the PhD level.
6: Um, most likely, yes. So it would mean that our um, our professors have to up the ante. They have to do more research and they have to do collaborative research with their students and teach their students uh, to research and publish. So uh, the, also the um, the level of Navajo Technical University, you know, universities in, and colleges are um, ranked uh, in the U.S. News and World Report in the United States of America. So it would most likely also increase our ranking as well uh, as a result. But we always worked collaboratively collaboratively with the tribal colleges and universities. Anyone that needs anything calls, and we are always there to share our vision, to share our commitment, because it's, uh, and uh, by the way, this is the vision of Elmer Guy, who's the president of Navajo Technical University, who's always supportive and collaborative of the uh, different um, tribal colleges and universities. In the state of New Mexico, we have three others as well, um, and he meets regularly with the other um, TCU presidents um, at the state level and at the national level. And uh, so we really believe in this program and we really believe in impacting the future of indigenous people. Um, To quote President Guy, he's always saying that getting uh, this PhD program, this is just one way that we demonstrate our sovereignty. So he's said, I've been saying this since the year 2000 when he started uh, placing the basic building blocks to the PhD program by having a Navajo culture course for all NTU graduates to take. Uh, but now it's even more embedded in the fact that he really believes in the potential of the positivity uh, that this uh, will have on Indigenous peoples um, throughout the United States, North America, and globally. It will have a profound impact on the future of Indigenous peoples everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dr. Bowman, back to you. Uh, is there a preference for PhD candidates who will take this knowledge and this these skills that they develop through this program and apply it there specifically on the Navajo Nation? Or are you encouraging students uh, to take this knowledge and culture elsewhere outside of the Navajo Nation?
4: I think that the primary responsibility that we as Navajo people who reach the pinnacle of higher education and have a PhD or an EDD. We have a responsibility to bring back that knowledge. We look back at our teachings from our headman, Chief Manuelito, who said, You know, there I see all the good things over there. Bring all those good things back and help your people. Those words resonate in my heart. And I want to say to the people who are going to be in this PhD think about where you are, what you're learning, and apply it to make Navajo a better place for future generations. By the same token, the world is huge. There are opportunities everywhere. I don't begrudge anyone going to seek out those additional learning environments where you can make impact, impact and take your knowledge and make it better over there. But I still would like for you to think about Navajo. How do we build our society? How do we build our nation? It's going to take people with brilliant minds like these PhD students to think about all of the possibilities for making the world better for Navajo. But, you know, it can be, it's global. Whatever they want to do, whatever path they go down, I just want them to understand they have a responsibility. It's a cultural responsibility to help build our nation. Mm-hmm. And that knowledge they gain is part of that.
0: And going back to the research side of this, uh, of this new program, Dr. Bowman, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about the types of research that some of these students will be participating in?
4: I think that's going to be up to the students. Whatever their dissertation is going to be investigating, it could be in any facet of learning. And they would be the ones to determine that. You know, you look at the strengths of NTU, the types of research that we're doing at the undergraduate level. We don't tell those students what to do. We say, think about what it is that you know of you as a Navajo, and how does that impact your field of study? For example, we have a student in our biology department who said, I come from a family of native herbalists. I'm going to investigate the microbial properties of Navajo tea, sage, rosewood. I'm going to see what kind of medicinal purposes they have and how does that compare to modern medicine? And that's what she's doing. She's relying upon that. We have the environmental science students saying, Pinon trees are very important to the Navajo people and to our ceremonies, yet they're dying. How can we figure out which ones are going to be the strongest versions of pinon? So they do prayer before they go out into those areas and they ask permission of all of the elements to collect samples and bring it back and study those so that they can make sure they sustain the pinon pine for the rest of generations to come, we have so many different facets of research that can happen. We have water research projects where they talk about water is life. So how do we help our our families with their livestock to get quality water for their, their sheep and their cows and their goats because that's our food source. And so how do we improve that? And so that perhaps maybe someday they're going to be able to clean the water, utilizing their research to clean the water so that it's for human consumption. They take their ideas anywhere. And not every Navajo has this kind of background.
0: Mm -hmm. So they look
4: for those things
0: absolutely in the way you describe it uh the possibilities uh in terms of how this program can grow and the types of research uh they just sound limitless as you describe it and i'm also interested dr bowman because earlier you mentioned that that you welcome uh anybody uh elders or, or culture bearers or, or or knowledge holders uh to contribute to this program in any way that they can. So how would somebody, perhaps listening today, there on the Navajo Nation, who has some of this strong, strong indigenous knowledge, how would they approach you or your colleagues to contribute to, to the new PhD program?
4: All it takes is for you to come to our campus. Come to our campus and talk to us. We have Dinesh Studies. Start there, the Dinesh Studies department. They can talk to Sharon Nelson, who, who's the former um, department chair and talk to her, she's fluent in Navajo. She's a, she has a whole wealth of information about indigenous knowledge from a Navajo perspective, from where she was raised. You know, they can pick up the phone and call the operator and say, we want to, we want to help. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're responsive in enabling our community members to help us grow, help our students grow intellectually, culturally, and all of it has something to do with making sure our graduates have that economic impact.
0: And Dr. Hussein.
4: themselves
0: than others. Uh, uh, yeah, thousands of others for sure. And Dr. Hussein, what about for students that are interested in the program? What's the best way for them to learn more about this new PhD program there at Navotech? Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, so um, about the, um, to answer your questions uh, about the Indigenous, uh, the, the PhD students, uh, what they could choose to research, uh, we actually discussed that at length prior to creating the curriculum uh, for the program, and our students can research or study a wide range of topics that are important to their communities and their cultures, so some potential areas of research include, and these are already embedded in the uh, curriculum uh, for the PhD program, Indigenous knowledge systems and practices, Indigenous language uh, preservation, environmental and land management issues affecting Indigenous communities, health disparities and Indigenous health practices, education and Indigenous pedagogy, cultural preservation and identity, sovereignty and self-determination, economic development and sustainability in Indigenous communities, and our Indigenous knowledge holders and Indigenous elders that we already asked for feedback. Um, We already integrated them into the curriculum as well. Uh, For example, by sharing their traditional knowledge, they can come into the classrooms and actually teach um, specific courses or modules or areas of interest to them. Indigenous elders and knowledge holders can share their traditional knowledge, language, cultural practices with PhD students, and this can provide valuable insights and perspectives on a wealth of arenas, um, including things that are not in the academic uh, literature. As a result, this will help us bridge the gap between Western and Indigenous ways of knowing. Uh, Indigenous elders can also provide a cultural context
0: Okay, Dr. Hussein, um, I'm sorry, we are running low on time here. We're going to have to wrap up. So if you could, though, if you could give us more information for prospective students who are interested in the program.
6: Uh, yes, um, they can go straight to our uh, website, Uh And on our website, uh, there is a dinner culture and language sustainability uh, for the PhD program. It's under academics. Uh, and uh, they should uh, be able to go there, and it says Doctor of Philosophy. So if they go to navatec.edu, it's uh, the Doctor of uh, Philosophy. They could also call our number directly. We're at 505-387-7520. Again, we're at 505-387-7520 for any students interested in applying to
1: the PhD
0: program. Thank you, thank you. And we've got about a minute before we have to wrap up. So, Dr. Bowman, I'm going to go ahead and give you the last word. And if you could click ahead, 20, 30 years into the future, um, what do you hope to achieve by this Ph.D. program? Uh, What are the goals? Uh, Where do you see this program leading ultimately for the Navajo Nation as well as Navajo Tech?
4: As As an educator, what I see 20, 30 years down the road is my Navajo people who are interested in knowing who they are as Navajo people. They know their culture. They know their language. They give no excuses to anyone for who they are, what they know, and where they come from. I see that as a societal change. We're not looking over there saying, what's good from that place? We're looking at, you know what? This is good from this place, and these are the things that we're able to show to the world. Our graduates are going to increase the bank of knowledge of Indigenous ways of knowing and being, okay. and a lot I'm of it sorry, is going to Dr. Be Gullin, Navajo.
0: We are out of time, but I, I want to thank you as well as Dr. Hoseen for a really timely conversation about this new Ph.D. program coming soon to Navajo Technical University. We're back again tomorrow with a show about the Vatican renouncing the doctrine of discovery. What does that do for the understanding of colonialism throughout history? We'll open up that discussion tomorrow. Hope you'll join us then. Until then, I'm Sean Spruce.
5: Addiction touches nearly everyone. The Native American Social Work Studies Institute educates social workers for careers as a peer support worker with culturally relevant training. More at online.nmhu.edu. New Mexico Highlands University supports this show. THE INDIAN ARTS AND CRAFTS BOARD PROMOTES INDIAN ARTISTS OF FEDERALLY RECOGNIZED TRIBES THROUGH ITS ONLINE SOURCE DIRECTORY. INFORMATION ON THIS NO CHARGE OPPORTUNITY AVAILABLE AT DOI.GOV IACB WHO SUPPORT THIS PROGRAM. PROGRAM SUPPORT BY AMERIND. FOR 35 YEARS, INDIAN COUNTRY HAS PUT ITS TRUST IN AMERIND, PROVIDING INSURANCE COVERAGE, STRENGTHENING NATIVE AMERICAN COMMUNITIES, Protecting tribal sovereignty and keeping dollars in Indian country are Amerind's priorities. More information on property, liability, workers' compensation, and commercial auto needs at amerind.com. That's a m e r i n d.com.